Good afternoon. This is Scott Bruder with another excellent episode of Glory to God on the Go. And I'm very excited about this particular subject um, for the fact that I have a lot of experience with it. So I'm going to share uh, quite a bit or a few of those testimonies uh, that I have based on this particular topic. And so today, uh, with all the things that are going on, and again, this show is not political. I don't want to get involved in all that. Again, I am not a preacher or pastor. Uh, I'm just an evangelist of the God's good word. And so I want to get that out to as many folks as possible. So today, we're going to talk about something that's a little close to the heart. It's uh, quite tough for many of us. Uh, it's even tough for myself. Uh, however, I have, by the grace of God and, and the Holy Spirit, I have been able to harness uh, what uh, this particular uh, gift uh, that, that God really requires of us, uh, but at the same time is, is so tough to do uh, because we're, we're pinged from so many different directions with the flaming arrows of the evil one. And of course, we have to put up our shield of faith to, to block those. And that's why we put the armor of God on every morning, right? So with that being said, uh, I want to jump right into it. And so we're, today we're going to talk about forgiveness. I know that is a very tough topic. And like I said, it's tough for me. I know it's tough for you. I get it. We're human beings. And, and with that, I know that it is hard if somebody, uh, you know, cuts in front of you on the freeway and you're like, ah, uh, and to forgive that person, you're, you know, you probably got three or four bad thoughts about it, but that's where the devil wants you to be. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So it's interesting. Last week we talked about how God spoke creation into existence all the way from uh, creating the heavens and the earth, all the way to creating man and, and woman. And that is a great topic. And I'm glad we started with that because that is truly the beginning. But there's so much more. We'll go back to that. But there's so much more that uh, the good Lord wants us to know. And especially in today's times, it is so imperative for us as human beings and what's going on in the world today that we need to forgive people. God has been forgiving the human race since the very beginning. Since, and let's talk about Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Eve eats the forbidden fruit. She gets tempted by the devil. And I believe that that is when it all began. That's where it began for Satan himself. Is he tempted Eve. Eve ate of it. Uh, she gave it to Adam. Adam ate of it. And next thing you know, they're, they're looking down. They're like, oh my gosh, we're naked. We got to cover each other. So they, they get uh, fig leaves and they cover each other and they're embarrassed. And then God comes and he's like, where are you? Hello. Uh, and they're like, uh, we were hiding. He's like, hiding. What do you even know about that? And they're like, well, we're embarrassed. He's like, what do you even know about that? You know, that they shouldn't even know that. So they committed the one thing that God told them not to do was to eat from the forbidden or eat the forbidden fruit from the tree in the center of the garden, but they did it anyway. However, God didn't just smote them off the earth. No, he gave them another chance. He said, look, you did the one thing that I told you not to do. And now because you did that, I am going to banish you from the garden. And men, you are going to have to toil and work 
for the rest of your lives. And women, you're going to have labor pains and, and you're going to have to bear children, which is what I want you to do anyway. Not the pain part, but to plant seeds, grow children, be, you know, uh, populate the earth, right? Well, as soon as he banished him from the earth, he said, look, I have, you, you are now going to experience death, right? I'm not going to be right now. I'm not. I love the word smote. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not smoting you off the earth right now, but you are going to experience death. However long it takes, that's, you're not going to live forever, which we were destined as human beings to basically live forever, which that brings a whole other story about overpopulation, but we're not going to talk about that. So he banished them from the garden. He forgave them. He can, he continued them. He can, they, he let them continue to live. They can, they had children, Cain and Abel first, and then, Cain, he committed the next major sin. Committed murder, killed his brother. And what happened? God banished him from his parents and from the land that they were on. And he said, you're going to have to wander the world, wander the earth, right? And he said, no, that, that's going to be too much of a, of a burden on me, Lord. And he says, don't worry. Never will I allow someone to harm you. He forgave him. Oh my gosh. So later on down the road, he forgives the human race again by allowing Noah and his children and his, his sons, his wife, his sons and their wives to get on the ark and eight people left on the planet after he floods the whole thing. Holy moly. So he forgave the human race again. So it starts all the way from back in the beginning. He forgave the chosen people who were led out of Egypt from uh, through with Moses, Moses led him out of Egypt, get away from the Pharaoh after they had forgotten about God for however many, so many years, 400 years, right? Moses came in and said, you know what? I need to deliver. The Lord says, I'm going to deliver our people from uh, the Pharaoh and, and, and we're going to go back to the land of milk and honey. Bam. So then he forgave all of those people. Now, mind you, they kept on complaining. They kept on whining. Oh, we don't have enough food. So he rained manna. We don't have enough water. So uh, Moses goes and, and he was supposed to speak to the rock, but he banged on it with his staff and water came out of a rock in the middle of the desert, right? But he forgave them. He let them eat. Uh, uh, he let them, he let them drink. He delivered eh, the second generation and on to the, to the, uh, the Holy land, to the land of milk and honey. He forgave David, the greatest king of Israel for all the things David did. First of all, committed adultery. Second of all, killed his best friend uh, because that was the husband of the woman he committed adultery with and then had a baby with that woman. God took that baby. And do you know what David did? David repented every single time and he worshiped the Lord, worshiped the Lord, gave him his heart. That's why God loved David so much is because every time David would mess up, he'd be like, Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me. I repent of my sins. I will turn from my sins. And forgive me. And the Lord forgave him. Besides, David worshiped really hard, fervently to the Lord and, and decided that, you know, this, I'm giving my life to the Lord. This is the way it's going to be. Even before he, he fought um, Samson, or uh, not Samson, but uh, Goliath, he said, Lord, give me the strength to fight this giant man, right? And the Lord gave him the strength to fight that giant man. It, it's amazing how much God over the years and over the years and over the years, hundreds of thousands of years, he has forgiven us. 
So why can't we do the same thing? Time after time, God has been there for us to forgive us. Forgiveness is probably one of the hardest things a person can do. And to forgive someone that has wronged you, uh, that they've made fun of you, they made you mad, uh, they may have bullied you when you were 10 years old, right? And you still hold on to that anger or that frustration or that you're mad at them or I'm never going to talk to that person again. When it would absolutely heal your heart to just say, you know what? I forgive that person. And it's not that you even need to call that person, even though it wouldn't be a bad thing. But just give it to the Lord. I get it. We are not easily forgiving for what people do to us. We hold grudges. We get mad. We get angry. We get frustrated. The one thing that forgiveness absolutely does is it gives Satan a window to get into your mind. And again, that is where he plays that game of pinball in your mind is where he makes you think of these bad thoughts, those bad thoughts. Unforgiveness leads to bitterness, anger, frustration, envy, jealousy. You, you name a negative word that the, the, the Satan can put into your brain. And that is what unforgiveness opens up to. Those little scars in your heart can never heal. I don't know if you lose sleep over it or not. I'm sure most recently, if you've had something happen to you, you probably do lose sleep over it. Somebody insulted you. Your boss told you that, hey, you know what? Your, your, your job is, you're, you're working a little subpar today, right? You know, that's not, that's not the man speaking. That is the human fleshy spirit in the man speaking to you. The ultimate gift God gave to this world was his son, Jesus Christ, who was sent here to sacrifice himself for our sins and for God to forgive us for our sins, past, present, future, in the fact that all we have to do is believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the good Lord's going to forgive us of our sins. He does say, Jesus does say that I am the light and the life. I am the one that'll get you to the Father. And it's, it's great for us to know that we have that person to go for. And, and, and that we have that guy on our side. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. So um, most of us probably need to start with forgiving ourselves. Something we may have, uh, uh, we beat ourselves up about. You know, if you speak it to yourself, we talked a little bit about this last week. If you speak it to yourself like, man, I, I've got anxiety or man, I'm in a bad mood or whatever it is. You know, I, I'm not feeling good. Well, those words that come out of your mouth, just like God spoke uh, creation into existence, when those things come out of your mouth, they damage you. And, and that, as we live and try to, to understand how we need to forgive ourselves, maybe you, you, were, you were mean to somebody. Uh, maybe you were the bully that bullied somebody when you were 10 years old, you know, to a little kid or your little brother or little sister or whatever the case may be. And you've never quite forgiven yourself for that, right? Let's start with forgiving ourselves first. Because as we start to fill up those little holes that we have in our heart of unforgiveness, our heart starts to become warm. It starts to become whole. And then now we can use what we know 
to go out and share that with other people so they can forgive somebody that they have an issue with. And I'll give you a, a great example. I know a, a, a person that something, uh, they were offended by this person, by what they were, what they were told years ago, years ago. And I was just talking to this person the other day. I'm not going to give names or anything like that. I'm not going to you know, share anybody's nakedness. Right. So, um, and I asked this person, I said, have you forgiven uh, that woman yet for what she had had said to you and, and how she treated you? And she's like, no, it's just so hard. It, it just, it, it hurts me. Uh, it, 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 it just frustrates me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. It hurts you. It frustrates you. This happened years ago and you're still feeling the hurt and frustration. Why would we do that to ourselves? So we need to forgive others so we can forgive ourselves as well. Because that pain, we do not need to hold that pain inside of us. That is for certain. There, there's a great story in uh, the Bible. And it's in Matthew 18, 23 and 35. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to give you the cliffs notes of it. But what happened is there was a, um, there was a kingdom. Um, and it was, it was kind of compared to a king who uh, wished to settle accounts with one of his servants. Okay. And this servant, uh, he wanted, called him in and said, you need to sell your accounts with me. And the servant says, good king, I, I cannot uh, pay you anything. Um, matter of fact, the guy, the servant owed the king like 20 years worth of labor wages. So it was back then in, in the millions today, right? 20 years worth of labor wages. Oh my gosh, if I had somebody 20, 20 years worth of labor wages, um, I would just... Well, I'd forgive him, <laughs> first of all. And then uh, I would say, look, let's work out a deal, man. I can't do this. So anyway, 20 years of labor wages. And, and, and since he couldn't pay, the, the, the king said, I'm going to sell you. I'm going to sell your children. I'm going to, um, matter of fact, I'm going to sell your wife, your children. Everybody. I'm going to put you in jail. And, and you know what? I'm not going to be able to do this. And the, the man said, please, please have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, good king. And the king said, you know what? Today's your lucky day. I'm going to forgive you of all of your debt to me. I would know if I put you in prison, I probably wasn't going to get paid anyway. So I am going to, good king that I am, I'm going to forgive you for all of your debts. So take your family, go back to your home and, and be happy. So what a huge lesson in forgiveness. Now, hold on. That's not the end of the story. This same man who was the servant to the king was walking out that afternoon, just being pardoned by the king of his 20 years of wages. And he goes out and he sees one of uh, one of the folks that worked with him and said, hey, you owe me about 10,000 talents, right? And, and the guy said, well, I, I, I can't pay you. I don't have the money. And he said, well, then, and he calls the guard and he says, throw him in jail. He owes me money and he can't pay his debts. Throw him in jail. And oh my gosh, wait, wait a minute. This guy just got pardoned 20 years of wages by the king. And then he goes out and he doesn't show that same forgiveness to this guy. Well, let me tell you what happens if you don't know the story. So people, the friends of this guy come back and they go to the king and they say, king, king, good king. You just pardoned this guy of 20 years worth of wages. And he walked outside and told this uh, other man that owed him money that he had to pay him or he was going to throw him in jail. And he had called the guard and they threw him in jail. And the good king says, what? So of course he calls that servant back in and says, I forgave you of these 20 years of wages, but 
you couldn't forgive the man who owed you a small sum when you walked outside. Off to prison with you forever. So because he didn't forgive, the, he got forgiveness, just like the good Lord gives us forgiveness by sending his son. He wasn't able and in his mind just couldn't fathom forgiving that guy of the debt that he owed him. So the moral of the story is the result of unforgiveness is going to be much worse in our hearts and the rest of our lives if we're dealing with it, right? It's going to be like being in our own self little prison because we can't forgive somebody. And so the fact is, is that if we forgive people, we lift the weight off our shoulders. The good Lord looks down on us and he says, thank you, good and worthy uh, servant. Thank you, my child, for doing that. It doesn't matter the good things that we do here on this earth. It, re it really doesn't. He just wants us, our works is not what we're judged by. However, he wants us to make sure that at least whatever he has given us, we should be giving to others. And, and, and that's the whole point of that story. And I actually, I like that. That's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Just for the fact that if we are not learning how to forgive others for the wrongs that they do to us, then it, 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 we're not following what we should be doing. So good things about what the Lord has given to us is in Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. That faithfulness is to our Lord and Savior, right? But that also comes, they, they should add unforgiveness in there, right? Because if you have forgiveness in your life, then you are going to have joy. You are going to have peace. You are going to have patience. You're going to have kindness. You're going to have goodness. And you'll obviously have the faithfulness. Not being able to forgive only breeds those things that I talked about earlier. Hate, anger, anguish envy, jealousy, and, and murder, all these things. And I'm not talking about murder that, you know, ee, ee, you know, I'm talking about murder with words where you can, you can kill someone's spirit by what you speak to them, right? How you think about them. And so as long as we have these fruits of the spirit in our heart, we're going to be just fine. And that's constantly forgiving people. I'll tell you another story. So testimony. My wife and I have been married for 20, almost 25 years. And uh, there were many, 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 many years where we did not have any unforgiveness or any forgiveness for each other. And it built up and built up and built up and built up. And it, it got to a point after about 22 years that we just, neither one of us could take it anymore. We couldn't take it anymore. She didn't want to take any more of mine. I didn't want to take any more of hers. We had so many holes and such a heavy stone heart in both of our chests that we just couldn't deal with it anymore. And at that point, we had to make a decision. Do we carry on like this, living miserable lives? You know, on the outside, everything looks, woo, great. On the inside, not so much. And I don't mind sharing this because it, it, it's, it's the truth, first of all. Second of all, it allows me to let you know that I'm going to be very transparent with these conversations that we have. And I know they're a little one way, but we'll worry about that later. It took us and we were, we were believers in Jesus Christ. We were not followers of Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. So believing in Jesus, yes, that's good. Uh, being followers of Jesus, 
doing what he asked us to do. And it's not a hard job. It really isn't. Uh, and, and so going through our life, the way we were going through it, Dunzo, both of us, her with me for sure. And one day, luckily enough for us, uh, we had a woman that lived down the street who was very connected with the Holy Spirit. My goodness, it's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. She came down and said, I have to pray for you. So great. Oh, come on in, whatever. And uh, we had gone to church that morning for the first time in years. Uh, of course, the pastor speaks uh, his sermon, had something to say to me and something to say to her. It's just like it's it's like he 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 threw a rock and hit us in the forehead. It was like, OK, wake up. Right. So. Um, we get home, we're, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do on Monday. And this woman comes and knocks on our door and says, I'm going to pray for you. And she does. And it was 35, 40 minutes for my wife. And I, I literally watched the continence of my wife go from, you know, uh, to complete peace. And I could see how the Holy Spirit was just forgiveness all over her. Her physical continence changed in front of my face. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. And of course, the, uh, this woman comes in and she she turns to me and she's like, okay, your turn. And I was like, Ooh, okay. So she prays for me. And of course, at the end of it, I'm like, I'm bawling like a little baby and, and, and just total weight lifted off my shoulders, which was phenomenal. At that moment, the good Lord had forgiven, not that we hadn't already been forgiven over 2000 years ago, but he had made it known to us that we had been forgiven for all of our sins and everything that we had done at that, to that point. And that was many years of torment and torture that the, the Satan just had a grasp on us. It was about three days later, my wife and I went out and, and after absorbing all this and it's three days later, we sat out in my garage um, and we had a conversation of forgiveness and she started it. She instigated it. Uh, and it was absolutely life changing. She started forgiving me for this and that and this and that. And I was forgiving her for, and, and we did some, we did some evil things to each other. And, and, and I was forgiving her for this and that we probably, that was probably the best night of sleep we had had in 20 years for the fact that that completely was lifted off of our hearts, lifted off of our shoulders. I mean, we hugged, we kissed, we, we, it was, it was like I had my best friend back. And, um, sometimes when I talk about this, I get a little, a little emotional. So it was, it was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. How the, un, how the forgiveness that we were, the unforgiveness we were able to push aside, and the forgiveness that we were able to give to each other was just absolutely phenomenal. Next thing you know, we're forgiving this person. We're forgiving that person. We're calling people that we hadn't talked to in a while. And we're like, look, we're sorry we did this. And, and please forgive us. And so now every time when we we, we, we uh, offend each other or whatever, we talk about it. We get it over with. We repent. We, re we rebuke spirits of, of whatever that is. We repent of it. We say we're sorry. We hug. We kiss. We make up. And we move on. And there's no offense that comes with that. Because as soon as the offense comes in and plants that seed and it starts to grow roots, man, the devil's got you again. And then he leads you to all of those bad things, the envy, the bitterness, the, the hatred, the, the verbal murder, all these things. He's got you and he's pulling you further, further down. But when you give that forgiveness and you give it freely, that's when the good Lord's grabbing you by the, by the, by the shirt and he's lifting you back up, right back towards him. Right. And that's what we have to try to do more of. The Lord says that he will give us the desires of our heart. 
in Psalms 34, four through six, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you what you want. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this for you. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. When was the last time you saw a really nice, bright dawn? I, I, for me, it was just the other day, by, by the way. And your vindication like the noonday sun. How bright was the sun today? Oh my gosh, beautiful blue skies, the little breeze. It felt great today. And it was bright and a little hot too, but man, it was beautiful. So we got to understand that God will give us these gifts. He will, he will give us the desires of our heart if we loosen up, forgive those that need to be forgiven. If somebody cuts you off on the road, say, looks like you need to get there faster than I do. I forgive you for, for, for cutting me off. Maybe I'm a little offended. Lord, please forgive me for my offense. And I repent of that. And I will turn away from that, right? That's what we're trying to do when we're giving other people uh, uh, a little forgiveness. Someone cuts in line at the bank or whatever the case may be. We say, hey, no, no problem. You know, it doesn't. Our life is way too short to be living with uh, unforgiveness in our heart and that black spot in our heart. Unforgiveness can be like the worst case of cancer, right? And it can just grow and grow and grow and get worse and worse and worse for you. And that's not what you need. Forgiveness also keeps Satan from getting that advantage over us. So we can beat him down. Every time we forgive somebody, Satan's like, oh man, you're, you're punching him in the, in the face, right? You're knocking him in the teeth. I like to say, punching and knocking him in the teeth, right? So in 2 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11, anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, that is him forgiving us for the things that we've done, obviously, because we've already been forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. Because he sent Jesus down here for us. We've been forgiven. So why can't we forgive those? In order that Satan may not outwit us. For we are not unaware of his schemes. That is the trickiest dude you are ever going to come across. Satan I'm talking about. The evil one. The prince of this world. Right? Right? He knows the Bible just as good, if not better than we do. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So he knows how to get in there. So if somebody makes you mad, oh, they're not going to forgive them. And here I go. The seed's been planted and it starts growing those evil roots. And now he's got you. And that's how he works. I wish I would have known this, you know, all my life. It's unfortunate I didn't. But if you're listening or you're watching, then you got to know. You got to forgive those that have wronged you. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 tells us, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry or give the devil any such foothold or opportunity. Remember that the devil must have a foothold before he can get a stronghold. So that means he's just got to grab you, plant the seed before he spreads those roots out. Okay, so he's got to get a foothold before he can get a stronghold. Do not help Satan torture you. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. Be quick to forgive. If you're quick to forgive, you just punch Satan right in the jaw. And he is, he, he's, he's going to back off at that moment in time. But if you hold that anger and you hold that rage and you hold that wrath, he is jumping for joy. And why do we want to make that guy happy? Right? I don't personally. 
So Matthew 5, 22, 24. Matthew's got whole, all kinds of stuff about forgiveness. And that's what, that's what I actually enjoyed about the, the research that I did for this. Because when I'm here sharing this with you, I am learning myself. So I think it's just absolutely fantastic what I was able to learn about this. So he says, Matthew 5, 22, 24 says, But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Holy moly. The only one that can judge us is God himself. God and Jesus. Those are the only one that can judge us. Jesus is going to, to, to judge the, the, his, his believers and his children. And God's going to judge everybody else, which ain't going to be good for them. But Jesus doesn't even judge us. And, and that's the great thing about it. When, when we make a mistake and, and we ask for repentance and we forgive those that have wronged us. And when we go to heaven and we're standing there in the courtroom of God, you're going to have Satan over there, the prosecutor. You're going to have Jesus over here right next to you, and he is going to be your attorney. God's up there on, on uh, the, the, the stand, right? Or, uh, uh, he's judging everybody. So Satan's going to be like, he did this. He didn't forgive his mother for doing this. He didn't forgive his father for doing this. He didn't forgive his best friend when he was eight years old for taking his tiddly winks. He, he didn't forgive that guy that cut him off the road and he cussed him up one side and down the other. He didn't forgive his boss for, for not giving him a raise when he thought he needed one, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all these things, right? He did this. He did that. And God's going to, and Jesus is going to be over here. He's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa there, feller, right? I know my sheep. And I know that this particular person that you're talking about right here, okay, came back to me, said, Lord, I take you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus. And I do forgive all those that have done that. It doesn't matter what happened before he did that. We'd wipe that clean. But not only did he do that, dad, but he swore and repented and turned away from his ways. And because he came to me and believed in me as his Lord and Savior, He's already been forgiven. So free pass, right? And God's going to say, yep, free pass. Satan shit it, right? <laughs> so that's what it's going to be like when, when if, if we turn to live our lives this way, right? Colossians 3.13 says, bearing one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you all also must forgive. So it says it time and time and time in the Bible. It tells us we have to forgive. We have to share that forgiveness. Seal those wounds in your heart, right? Seal those wounds in your heart. Next thing you know, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to live a more healthy life. Unforgiveness and bitterness are huge causes of heart disease, cancer. Um, uh, let's talk about cancer real quick. So I go to a church right down the road and um, one day on glory to God on the go, I'm going to have our pastor come and visit and I'll make sure everybody knows who that is and when that's going to happen. And, and we'll, we'll talk about quite a few things. Uh, and he's awesome, by the way. Um, there was a young lady. There's lots of lots of healing going on in our church. Um, it, it just hundreds of people have been healed in our church because of the grace of God. This young woman gave a testimony and, and it, it just, it sticks in my heart because it was so awesome. She had uh, cancer in her ovaries and um, she was able to share this with the congregation and she came for prayer 
Well, she came for prayer, and and one of the prayer members prayed for her. Uh, nothing really happened. Uh, she she came back again a few weeks later, uh, or sometime later, and uh, she asked to be prayed for again. And um, they were praying, and the person that was praying for him said, "I I I, I want to pray more for you. However, do you have any unforgiveness in you?" And this young woman said, actually, yes, I do. And it was, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but yes, she did. And so she was like, well, let's, let's, let's give forgiveness and, and, and pray for that right now. And you say the person's name out loud and let's forgive them right now. So she did and they forgave and she forgave the person. And next thing you know, uh, they prayed for her more. And a few weeks later, she went to the doctor and her cancer was gone. Unforgiveness. And her forgiving this other person eliminated and she was cured of her cancer. She came back and gave the testimony and showed pictures of before and after. Before, cancer. All in it. After, none. The doctor said, we, we, we have no idea. It's, a, it's miraculously, you have been, whatever happened to you, you have been healed. What? Things like this are happening all the time. And it's crazy, but it's, no, I'm sorry. It's amazing. So I have to stop saying crazy when I talk about what God does, because it's not crazy. It's amazing. So Suzanne and I, we started the word amazing. So that's what we started doing. So anyway, so I want to go back to this. Suzanne and I have been really good about doing this to help us each other, uh, uh, forgive each other. So in, in 1 John 1 through 9, and I'm really deep into 1 John right now. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as soon as somebody does something to you, forgive them and be cleansed of your unrighteousness. Okay. And then pray for them, right? That's the best thing to do. In Matthew six fifteen, it says, but if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Well, we're talking about Father God forgiving us for our trespasses. So we, as our rule of thumb, need to be forgiving those, forgiving others. Now, th there's a whole bunch of ifs and ands. If, if I have unforgiveness, am I going to heaven? Am I not going to heaven? You know, the point is, is that if you are saved by our, our Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to go heaven. Um, it, 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 there's, a, there's a rule of thumb to think about. Saying that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, meaning it in your heart will get you in. Okay, Robert Morris talks about this. He goes, but the way that you live your life and the things that you do in his name is going to determine how you live eternity. So believing in him gets you in. Living in him determines how you live eternity. Are you going to rule over five or 10 cities or are you going to be, you know, bailing hay in the barns? Now, mind you, bailing hay in the barns in heaven is going to be better than any day in hell. But those are the choices that you have. So I'm going to read a couple more of, of the, the scriptures because I don't, I don't want to miss out on these. These are really good. So in Luke 6, 37, it says, judge not and you will not be judged. I think we talked about this last week. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So if you are forgiving others of what they have done to you, others, I'm not talking about these people, but others will forgive you for what you have done to them, whatever that may be. You offended them. You said something to them. You were joking, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you offended them, they, they have to forgive you. They should forgive you, right? And then you should ask for forgiveness if, if you have offended those folks. Because I'll tell you what, 
It is tough, tough, tough to, to not go through life without having some forgiveness in your heart. So, but uh, in Luke 6, 27, it says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. That is tough. That is tough. How am I going to love those who hate me? Well, first of all, you have to love everybody. There, there is no determining love and hate when you're a follower and you're a believer in our Lord and Savior. I, I, I'll say um, I was very pleased uh, a few weeks ago. My, my um, close member of my family. Uh, actually, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but uh, we we had a good conversation. And there was forgiveness on both sides. And my goodness, that was so that was so awesome. I think I cried after it. It was actually, it was really, it was emotional for me. And I know it, it was for him. Um, he's a very strong man. Uh, and uh, I think it was great for the fact that, uh, I, that he apologized. I forgave him. He forgave me. It was awesome. I, I love my brother. Um, he's, he's a great, great guy. Uh, so just having that just loosened up feelings in me and emotions in me that were just awesome uh, that only God could do right um, and Psalms 103 10 through 14 Psalms 103 read the whole thing by the way he does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is the steadfast love toward those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions. He removes our transgressions. So when we forgive those, we are getting transgressions removed from us, right? As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And we are dust. We're only here for a little while, right? So think of it this way. You love your kids. I love my kids. We all love our kids. Our kids do something stupid, right? Which is common. They all do stuff stupid, right? And we always forgive them. At least we should. That's exactly how God treats us. He's always forgiving you. He's always going to let you slide. Now, mind you, if you just continue and over and over to keep doing evil and keep sinning, no, mm -mm, he ain't gonna let you slide. But if you forgive and you show love to others, he is absolutely going to give you jewels in your crown when you get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So I say all this and I give you all these scriptures to think about what's going on today in this world. Imagine where we would be right now if all of this anger that we had today was one person forgiving another person, forgiving another person, that person forgives that person, and on and on and on and on and on. We would not be having all of this junk going on. So you ask, why? Why is God letting this happen? Because revival's coming, and people are going to start forgiving each other, and people are going to get past this. I'm not saying any of it was good. None of it was good. None of it was good. But we need to figure out a way to forgive each other and not have so much anger. Anger just breeds all the other bad things that the devil loves to happen for us being human beings. So let's forgive each other. 
and let's choose to love one another. Let's choose to uh, fight that good fight. Let's choose to just say, hey, I'm sorry. Please forgive me if you've offended somebody. And I guarantee you, things are going to get a lot better for all of us. And then when it comes time for everyone to go meet the creator, you're going to know where you stand, right? You're going to be a sheep. You're going to be a goat, right? Let's all be sheep as best we can. That's, that's, I'm going to follow my shepherd. That's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So again, I want to say thank you so much for spending uh, these, these uh, last 40 minutes with me. And, and I hope if there is just one person out there that this touches, that this means something to, that, that, it, that it affects you one way or another, uh, please, uh, you can go uh, on to uh, Woodlands Online. You can send us a message. Uh, be more than happy to respond to it. And uh, if there's anything that you need, just please reach out to us. We're, we're more than happy to pray for you. And uh, I'll see you next week on the next. Oh, by the way, get into a good church if you haven't gotten into one. Ask the good Lord to come into your heart. I want everybody to be blessed that's watching this. And if you haven't been to church in a while, get back into church. There's a lot going on right now with 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 the the building of revival going on in this in this little neighborhood, in this city, in this state, in the country, and in the world. And I'm I'm guaranteeing that if you witness part of this and partake in some of this. Your, your heart is going to feel so good to you. So I'm excited about it. I'm glad that you were able to, to watch today or listen today. And I thank you so much. So I'll see you next week on Glory to God on the Go.